Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Thank you for downloading this episode of Three Idiots in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. And I'm another host, Bridget Downs. And today we're going to be talking about season two, episode 22, All Hell Breaks Loose, part two. But first, how are we doing today? Pretty good. I am sick. <laughs> I have been sick for a few days and I'm getting off of this cold, but that's basically been my week. Yeah. You, so you're coming off of a cold and heads up to our listeners. I'm just starting a cold. So we're two, be sniffling and coughing. Two of the three hosts are going to sound a little congested. <laughs> I'm just thirsty. I haven't. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm dehydrated, so. I am loaded up on Sudafed right now, but I've got one, like, one nostril is, like, slowly dripping a little bit. <laughs> I do blame my students. Yep. Mm-hmm. This past week in school has been not, from a few, a handful of kids in particular, has been non-stop boogers. Mm-hmm. And, like, Did the, anyone wipe boogers in your face? Wipe boogers in my face, no. But they're constantly touching their faces, and they don't wipe their noses, they just let it drip into their mouths. <laughs> and then they touch their faces, and then they touch things in the classroom, oh. and I, and I, you know, yell like, that's disgusting, go wash your hands. And they're looking at me like, huh? <laughs> like, like that, oh, that's gross. My, my students will try this. They'll, you know, come out of the bathroom and try to just like, you know, if I walk, like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to stop, except I was waiting there for them. And I'm like, turn around right now and wash your hands. And they're like, okay. And then they just like, like splash their hands under this faucet and try to turn around and leave again. And I'm like, you get in there <laughs> with soap and you scrub and you sing the alphabet song. Yeah. <laughs> they don't you like sing that. Sing All Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> That's what I do, but they don't know that song. This recommendation comes from Justin McElroy. If you sing All Star by Smash Mouth, like you start at the beginning and you, when you, by the time you get to well, it's been the right amount of time to wash your hands. That's funny. So I do it twice. We talked about that on Sawbones. <laughs> and Sydney thinks that it was ridiculous, but he had her uh, time him and it's correct. So that's what I've been doing the entire pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> when I wash my hands, I'm singing All Star. I want to know what Neil Ciceraga song it works to. He's used All Star in like almost every song, or in like a full album, he used it in every song. But I want to know, like, for the starting line song. This is the story of a girl. This is the story of a girl. This is the story of a girl. That's the beauty of All Star is that you don't have to start over. Yeah, like with when you when it's like sing Twinkle Twinkle or sing the Alphabet song. You gotta do your Happy Birthday, whatever. You gotta do it twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's this. where you just you, you just sing so you just straight sing straight through the whole intro to well. The only thing is I really like to wash my hands for a long time. That's fine. That's fine. So I usually do it twice. Yeah. The all star song twice? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Because I like to get the soap in there. Yeah. <laughs> Better than fine. <laughs> the germs. Yeah. I have to wash my hands a lot because you know, kids are gross. Yeah. They're... I have to wash my hands a lot at the store because like handling the racks of and like the hangers on the rack. It gets like grimy in yeah. there. Yeah, well, like, like d- dust collects and then it gets that like sticky dust. Yeah, it's like yeah. greasy under it's like under the hangers. Yeah, and when I have to like move like big chunks of like hangers of clothes like up to the loft or whatever, like I get like lines 
all over my hands from like the way the hangers rub against me. And it's like, I have to scrub to get that off. It's like greasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like weird greasy dust. Yeah. Yeah. So we we have colds. I blame my students. Mm -hmm. I don't know who I blame. Well, the general public. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I wear a mask, but, and I wash my hands at work, but there's only so much you can do when you have 16 kids ages three to five and they all have runny noses. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the whole school's a biohazard right now. It's disgusting. <laughs> Kids are so gross. Tomorrow, we're not going to be tomorrow. It'll be this... no, it'll be out by the time the episode's out. In Space's Markiplier is coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. April fourth. Yeah, Markiplier uh, has is you know was ahead of his time, starting with the. I mean, I remember way back when people first started to do the YouTube interactive yep. choose your own adventure thing, and they do it with like like mini quiz shows and and things. Yeah, Dad was uh, I showed him the trailer and he actually seems really excited about it. Okay. And we watched like the trailer and the first few videos of a heist with Markiplier. Yep. I don't know what he thought about it, but he does really want to watch In Space with Markiplier when it comes out. Okay. I do too. It looks cute. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel bad because like he put so much effort into heist and it didn't do as well as he wanted it to. I mean, it did well, but I don't think it did as well as he wanted to. Yeah. And it was like he put like heart and soul into like that project yeah. and it's like it's goofy and it's like it's weird and it's funny but it's definitely not like a serious project at mm-hmm. all but I think he was like a little disappointed in that so I hope mm-hmm. Space does better yeah Space looks like it's got some horror elements yes okay I mean the horrors of space yes that and that's one of his favorite things yeah he is obsessed with space whenever space comes up he, he always talks about how much he loves that type of horror like mm-hmm. the horror that you can't really comprehend kind of like kind of lovecraftian horror yeah well that's Um, it's yeah eldritch and cosmic horror mm -hmm. yeah what lies beyond like the depths of space Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things that i'm excited for that i bet he's gonna have in in it like i bet he's gonna bring back like darkiplier yes and uh his alter ego yeah in warstash yeah yeah one of southern alter egos Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i'm excited for those because yeah i saw like little like little hints of that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. If you like like Eldritch and Cosmic Horror, I do recommend uh, Area X the Southern Reach trilogy. It was made in the first book was made into a movie, Annihilation. Did you see that? The movie was popular, I think, and had some success, but was very different from the book. Okay. And I think was mostly just going off vibes. Yeah. <laughs> and I had some, and there were some problems, like whitewashing. So that was, you know, less great. But I, I do enjoy some Eldritch and Cosmic Horror. That's something, like, on Star Trek that they don't really engage with. Be- yeah. Like, being a show about space, they don't really engage with the horrors of space. They don't. That there could be something absolutely ginormous. Yeah, that, that's not there. really what Star Trek is about. Yeah. Star Trek is about, like, social issues. Yeah, and politics. Politics to some degree, yeah. But mostly, like, trying to tackle big concepts yeah. with space as a setting rather than... Yeah, Star Trek is a place. Yes. Yeah, Star Trek is a place rather than being about space. Yeah. That's yeah. where that's where it takes place. And also, like, they go to different planets and they're like, whoopsies, we've, we've angered the aliens. What are we gonna do? We have to live to their customs. Like, that one time that the guy, like, tripped over a fence. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Let's and they were wearing no. weird like nipple windows. Yep, yep, yep. That was that, that was, was uh, justice. <laughs> you remember the episode title? Yep. <laughs> that was early. That was early, early uh, Early next gen. Yeah, that was filmed mm-hmm. at like, like a sewage treatment plant. I think. Like, really? <laughs> and they're like, we're going funny. to kill him. And they're like, no, we just. They throw the treatment, ball, yeah. and he gets he like he he goes to get it and falls into like the plants like through the fence, mm-hmm. and then they're like Wesley, no, and he goes, he's like. It's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> like that's not what they're like. They're <laughs> talking about. Like, they don't care if you're fine. No, no. You broke the rule. Now you must be executed. Now you must you, die. You crossed the fence. Now you must die. <laughs> <laughs> we are not feeling very well, and Sam gets all better. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. Speaking of getting all better. <laughs> Speaking of not doing so good and getting Get all better. <laughs> Let's jump into Season 2, Episode 22, All Hell Breaks Loose, Part 2. So our writer today, surprise, surprise, Eric Kripke. Yeah. But it is a split writing credit, Eric Kripke and Michael T. Moore, who this is, I think, the only writing credit he has. Like, this is the only episode writing credit. But he was the season one through three script coordinator. Oh, okay. Which I didn't really know what that meant. No. It sounds like one of those made-up jobs like producer. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) which I still don't have a firm grasp on exactly what a producer does, other than make a lot of phone calls. They they put the money behind the project, I think. I think that's what executive producer does. Oh, shoot. I don't know then. (laughs) Executive producer? Yeah, I I don't know what the difference between an executive producer and just a normal producer would be. Yeah, I think what does stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, right? that's the only but description what they that they ever... do. What does that mean? I think <laughs> it just means making a lot of phone calls and be like, "Hey, just just circling back on that." Maybe but it doesn't actually mean do anything they at all. Do does produce mean like they produce work? So like they show like I think they just posters to. I think they just talk to people and make and just like make sure everything is running. Yeah, I think I think they just like they're like the whip cracker. They're like they like they just keep the show going. Whereas, like, the director is, like, focused on, like, the actual directing of the actors. And, and blocking. Blocking. And, like, like the actual, like... Direction. Yeah. I think the producer is the person who is also there to, to, coordinate. to coordinate everything. Maybe. 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 I don't know. I've never We're been a producer. We're not in showbiz. We I've, just... haven't been in showbiz <laughs> since high school. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it sound like you were a high school performer. Like you're like I was in showbiz back then. High school drama club. <laughs> so as far as I can tell, script coordinator is the person. It, the, this is the description I saw: is the person who produces the scripts. Okay, they not print, the person who wrote the. They scripts. print them. So from what from what I'm able to tell, it's the person who makes sure everyone has an up to date copy and like keeps track of the copies. Okay, so, and yeah, like printing the scripts and giving. I don't them think to the guy who goes to Staples and like I gets don't the think, scripts. I don't think it's the guy who goes. To staples, staples and gets, and the, gets scripts. the scripts. <laughs> I, I, that think that, I think like, that's a, I think that's an intern yeah, or that, a PA yeah. who does like that. A PA job. And give me a smoothie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I can tell, this is the guy who's in charge of like making sure the actors have the most up to date script and like annotating it. So it's oh, so maybe he goes up to the actors and he says, "Do you have an update script?" And they're like, "No." And he goes, "Okay, I'll get you a PA to give you one." <laughs> 
But so he doesn't actually give them one. He, he makes can. sure that they have one, and if they don't have one, then he's like, okay, I'll get you a PA to go give you one. I, They'll run to Staples and get you one, and get you, and then get you an iced, think, an iced vanilla, frapp- I don't uh, think vanilla they, frappuccino. I don't think they have to go to Staples. I think I they have print, 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 <laughs> printers. Yeah, I just said that as a joke. Yeah, like, nah, they, they, they I, think they, I think they have printers in the studio. Nah, they go to but, Staples because it's the closest one in LA that's right near there. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. LA. Don't Every think, Hollywood lot has a staple. I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I've never been to LA though. So uh, script coordinator Michael T. Moore shared the writing credit with Eric Kripke. This episode was directed by Kim Manners. Okay. So one of our big directors. And it aired May 17th, 2007. So our intro, we have The Road So Far with Carrie on. Carrie on my way. Yep, it's <laughs> Carrie on. We got a montage of saving people and hunting things. We do. And a general recap of some important information. 1835, Samuel Colt made a special gun. And it was like, oh, we're bringing that back. Yeah, yeah. apparently. We see the gun kill a vampire. We see Sam explode. We see Dean using shotguns. Yeah, a lot of guns that aren't the gun. Yeah. yeah. But like just them shooting a lot of guns. A L- lot of guns going off. Interesting, like when we see like the, the, the saving people hunting things part of the montage, we see Dean with a shotgun, Sam using magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the boys doing assault and burn at a grave. So then mm-hmm. there's uh, some information about Crossroads and Crossroad Demon deals. And and how you do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Little how-to. And then we see the Crossroad Demon. And then we we bring up the yellow-eyed demon who explains everything that happened last episode, mm-hmm. where he, you know, is explaining to Sam that he's looking for the best and the brightest and the whole competition thing, telling Sam that he's his favorite. And then as the music swells, we see the scene from the end of last episode where Sam and Dean see each other in the intersection. Jake stabs Sam in the spine and Sam Sam collapses in Dean's arms. And we have now. So that was our first Carry on finale. Very excited to see that. What we think? It was cute. I I liked it very much, and it was a little emotional Mm -hmm. for me. The the first carry on. I think they did the montage really well. Yeah. We come back from our intro to a, a somber scene. Yeah. Sam's body is laid out on a bare mattress, and Dean is watching it from the doorway. It's okay. He's just sleeping. There's a cool shot. It's like it goes straight down on Sam at first, and then kind of swings to the side as we see Dean standing in the doorway. Kim Manners does a lot of swinging shots. I've noticed. Yeah, really? It kind of makes me dizzy. Kim Manners directed Houses of the Holy. Okay. Which also had a wild swinging shot. Like, it, like, followed Dean down a set of stairs and swung, like, all the way around Sam and then, like, settled back on Dean. It was such a wild swinging (laughs) camera that it made me motion sick. So this shot, yeah, is from, like, above looking down at Sam and then swings down to the side to, to show Dean. So it's, I mean, there, it is an interesting direction yeah. choice. It's a lot of camera movement. <laughs> yes. We hear a door open and Bobby asks for Dean and then we see Bobby come in holding up a bucket of what must be chicken. Yeah. And, and not KFC. No, not KFC. I've of course. I've never had bucket chicken. I don't know if I have either. Like actually I'm, like chicken from a bucket. I must have at some point, but not I don't I don't remember we was we never we never got KFC. we never got KFC KFC we did like not. maybe once but I don't remember 
Did you or maybe when like I was like with somebody else, you know, like but it wasn't like with Yeah, no, our our family. KFC was not a, an our family thing. Yeah. If we Which were I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now we never will. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Uh, Bobby says that he brought this back for Dean and then Dean says, like, no thanks, I'm fine. He barely reacts when Bobby enters. Yeah. And Bobby says that he should eat something, and Dean says that he said he was fine and takes a swig of alcohol. It's it's yeah, and it's pretty obviously not like the bottle's blurry, but yeah. it is a tall square bottle. Yeah. So that that's whiskey. probably whiskey. Yeah. Uh probably cheap whiskey. Couldn't yeah. tell. I don't know my alcohol. Oh, it was yeah. <laughs> it was a different different size and shape. It wasn't so it was pretty obviously not beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't know it was obviously not beer. I thought it was beer. <laughs> obviously <laughs> not beer. <laughs> It's a different shape bottle. I'm sorry. It was a pretty quick shot, though. Yeah, I couldn't tell. And the way in which Bobby is watching Dean. Yes, Bobby watches. I was mostly watching that, too. Mm -hmm. He watches Dean take a swig. And Bobby says, like, don't you think it's time we bury Sam? And Dean says no and sits down. So at this point, like, did you know that Sam was dead or did you just think he was injured? Oh, I was pretty sure he was dead. And I was like, there's going to be something supernatural, like, bring him back to life. But yeah. He's dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so like the like the beginning of the scene, and then like the confirmation that we need to bury Sam. Did that come as jarring to you? Or? Not really. Just okay. sad. Yeah. Just sad. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't like <laughs> Sam's dead. No, not like not. I didn't mean like in like like a shocked way. I mean, right. Like, but it was like, like this is the confirmation that like there's no mystery about it. He is dead, and he's not just injured. Yeah. He's not just unconscious. He didn't just lose a lot of blood. Like we watched Sam die last episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the confirmation that that's what happened. I was just like, oh man. Oh man. Yeah. What are they gonna do now? <laughs> There's 15 seasons though. What are they gonna do? Toby determined Gravity Falls gossiper. When Bobby asks if it's, he's like, isn't it time we bury Sam? Dean, dead eye glare. No, and sits down with like finality. Bobby's like, we could, and Dean's like, what? Torches corpse? Not yet. Bobby is being so careful. Yeah, like Dean. Dean is sitting down, but he is far from relaxed. Yeah. He is tense. Bobby is talking to Dean like he's a wounded animal, and Dean is acting as such. He is tense, and he is grieving, and he is angry. Bobby says that he wants Dean to come with him. Fair! Yeah. Bobby, you know, gently, Dean, please. Dean snaps at him. Yeah, because Bobby's like, I just don't think you should be alone, that's all. Fair! Fair! And, like, responsible. And so, but he tries a different tack. He He's like, gotta admit, I could use your help. Something big is going down. This is, it's like the end of the world big. Trying to activate Dean's, you know, save, save the people, save the world. Yeah. Get him attached to something else. Because Dean's behavior here is extremely concerning. Yes. And Bobby's really worried. Dean snaps and shouts at Bobby, well, then let it end. And Bobby, taken aback and very softly, you don't mean that. This whole scene, like, I mean, this whole scene is, is Jack and Joyce's. Yes. Mm-hmm. But also from Bobby, Bobby Jim Beaver. Good. Jim Beaver's do, is, this is a, a fantastic scene for Jim Beaver, too. Dean says, like, you know, you don't think I've given enough. You don't think I've paid enough. I'm done with all of it. And if you know what's good for you, you'll turn around and get the hell out of here. And then Bobby just kind of looks at him and... And he, t- and he tells him to go, and he shoves Bobby. Hard in the chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And Bobby just looks so hurt. And there's some tears and forming in his he's, eyes. And it, like it's he's not like it, it's 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 obvious he's looking at him like as like a father figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hurt, not like 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 not like Dean hurt his feelings. No, he, no. It's it's it's, it's hurt, hurt for him for him. Yeah, that he can't help him. Yeah. He wants to help him, but Dean won't accept his help. And there's there's nothing he can do to fix this. And he and Dean it hurts him to see Dean in so much pain. Yeah. And Dean kind of realizes what he just did and he says he's sorry twice he's like I- i'm sorry and then he just says like please just go and bobby very sadly and defeated turns and he says you know where i'll be so bobby leaves and we see dean look over to sam's body and then we we have this shot of like the camera sort of refocuses and we have the shot of dean in profile which i think this is a shot kim manners has done before too mm-hmm. where we've got dean in profile in the foreground and then the, in, in this case sam's body in the background and we see a tear a single man a single man <laughs> tear from Dean. And then we go to Fire. So no, this is this is true though. We don't know where this house this like sort of rundown, broken down house is. If they haven't traveled with Sam's body, it is in Cold Oak, South Dakota. Yeah. South Dakota, that's that's where Bobby lives. Right. Not big not state. far. It's a big state. Not sure <laughs> Convenient where. if it would be close. He does say later, like, oh, he's only a couple hours away. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So they haven't given us any other locations. So there are a number of broken down shacks and stuff there. <laughs> I'm not sure how long they'd want to, to hang, hang out, out in, in the, the most demon ha- town. In, in, in the most haunted town in the U.S. But, uh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, they're, they're obviously not too, too far from civilization because Bobby brings back bucket chicken. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, they're not, they don't really tell us where they are. Where the fuck? Where the fuck are we? But it's not Bobby's house. Yeah. And it's some other rundown shack of a place. Come back from theme, we see Jake sitting at a campfire with like a makeshift tent set up and he's falling asleep. And as he kind of nods off and reopens his eyes, we hear and see yellow-eyed demon go, howdy, Jake. And he's sitting across from him at the fire and Jake has, he's like, I'm dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow-eyed demon's like, we got a genius on our hands. It's like, congratulations, Jake, you're it. Last man standing. And he says that he wasn't the horse that he was betting on, but he still got to give it to him. So we have, again, Fred Laney. Lane? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Our villain. Yes, we just he's keep... so casual. Just keep giving him these monologues. Just keep giving him these villain monologues, where he's just casually hanging out by the fire, <laughs> and Jake's over there freaking out. Yeah. And again, Jake is, played by uh, Aldous Hodge, not a small guy. No. Almost as tall as Sam. Yeah. Quite tall. Our yellow-eyed demon, not so. <laughs> no, he's a smaller man. But doesn't need the physicality. He doesn't need to be large to be intimidating. Yeah. He's he's just, he, he can just be casually sitting by the fire and be absolutely sinister. It's great. Jake tells him to go to hell, and he goes, been there, done that. That's gotta be a demon's favorite thing to yeah. be told to do. Right? He's like, tell me that. Like, I yeah, dare yeah. you. Like, do it, do it. I wanna do get it. the line. I wanna get the line. It's so it's so cheesy and cliche. I want to do it. (laughs) So pleased with myself. (laughs) I said the thing. You see, I'm simply one hell of a butler. Jake says like that. uh, He's you know upset about the demon dragging him to that place, making him kill all those people, and I'm like. Partially you. Kill all those people. Ava. Ava. And Sam. And Sam. All those people. Right? Okay. The demon says that it was part of this beauty pageant. He needed the strongest. And Jake is like, needed me for what? Yeah. So again, we have, you know, the, the person opposite our villain. Reacting. Re- reacting a little bit. And Jake is getting to play outraged. Yeah. Here, he's getting to play mad, but the corruption has already begun. Yeah. When he made the decision, 
decision to be the last man standing back in Demon Town. Yeah. When he, he when he was like, the demon came to me and do the math, Sam. This is like for the best. He's like, I'm the strongest. I can get close to him and kill him. That's the start of the corruption. Yeah. And that's often how these demons get you is they start with the, they, they start with something that's like logical and then step by step, they lead you down the path of temptation and evil. He gets to at least pay lip service to his outrage and the yellow eyed demon is playing along is like, uh-huh. is like, yes, yes, yes. You're very mad. <laughs> <laughs> you're very angry with me. Let's move on. <laughs> The yellow eyed demon is like, you know, if you're a bad little soldier, then your mom and your little sister, I'll make certain that they both live long enough to know the chewy taste of their own intestines. And he's like, no, Jake, I'm not bluffing. And we believe him. Yeah. He doesn't have to bluff. No. He is absolutely capable of doing those things. Kind of defeated, but kind of realizing what his situation is. He asks, like, what he needs to do. And the yellow eyed demon is like, see, genius. And, like, this whole scene, the yellow eyed demon knows that he's got Jake. Yeah. And it's it's just the casual, you know, just the playing along with like, yes, 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 you're very angry. Mm-hmm. We get through the outrage. And and then you ask me like, well, well, what if I don't do what I'm told? And then I present you with, well, then I torture your family. And there he is. There, good boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a horrible, you know, manipulative thing, but this is one more step for Jake. Yeah. So back at the rundown house, wherever that is, Dean is watching over Sam's body and he quietly delivers a monologue of his own. So we've got Jensen acting to Sam's body. Yeah, to nothing <laughs> again. And he's reminiscing on when they were kids, back when Sam was little, how he's started to ask questions about, you know, where's their mom? You know, why did they move around so much? Where does their dad go when he leaves for days at a time? And Dean says that he remembers begging Sam to stop asking. It's like, man, you don't want to know. He says that he just wanted him to be a kid just for a little while long. Saying, you know, he wanted to protect you to keep him safe. He didn't even have to be told to do that. It was just always his responsibility. He says he had one job and he screwed it up and he starts to break down. Uh, he says, he, you know, apologizes for blowing it. Wipes some tears away. But he's like, I guess that's just what I do. He let dad down. He's like, and now I guess I'm just supposed to let you down too. And, you know, talking to no one. It's like, you know, how, how can I? How am I supposed to do that? What am I supposed to do? He's crying. Oh, he says it a couple times. Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do, Sammy? And he gets up and he kind of kicks the chair that he was sitting in. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? And then we have a hard cut from his shouting to he's in the, the, the Impala headlights flick on and he is tearing down the road, tires skidding. He comes to a sliding stop on a dirt road, rips the trunk open, gathering supplies. He gets a tin, some coins. A vial, like a skull, a fake ID. A large pentagram on the floor, an altar, a large black kettle, and a black robe. A pointy hat, a broomstick. Hey, man. Three newts, this is a lizard fu- tongue, <laughs> eyeballs. If, but if you didn't catch like all of the supplies, the last one that kind of lingers is a photo ID. Yeah. All goes in the box, runs over to the center of this gravel area where he digs a hole, buries the box, stands up and like looks down each of the rows. And we realize we are at a crossroads. And the camera sort of, sort of swinging around, showing us all these different angles of the crossroads. And Dean is waiting impatiently. 
he says, show your face, you bitch. Like, oh, okay. That's how we're starting this yeah. off. Great. And then he turns around and she's right behind him and she says, easy, sugar, you wake up the neighbors. And this is a woman we have not seen before, but her eyes flash red. I think we're, spo- we're supposed to believe this is the same Crossroad Demon. She, like, talks to him like she knows him. Yeah. Mm. This is this is the Crossroad Demon from last time. When he, remember when he trapped her? In, like, a devil's trap <sighs> under the gazebo. And he was going to exercise her, but then made a deal. And that was when she told him that his misery is the whole point. Yes. And that she likes to watch that. Is there a way to summon a different crossroad demon? So there are other crossroad demons. It, the lore... <laughs> the supernatural lore specifically on that kind of varies. There are other crossroad demons, you know, making other deals. And then there is a person, a, a demon in charge of the crossroad demons. But like the, the way it stands right now with like all the demons locked in hell and then like you're just like summoning like one of them. This one, because she left, she escaped. She was already out and about. Yeah. Was already out and about waiting to be summoned. So I assume that was just the easiest one to respond and also would have known it was Dean. Yeah. And would have probably been calling dibs. So this Crossroads demon is like, it is so, so good to see you, Dean. Um, and she's like, look at you. You got your family killed. You're all alone in the world. It's too sweet. She keeps like going real close to him. And, like, yeah. Real th- up in his face. Th- throughout the Breathy. Scene, like yeah. in his face. Throughout the scene, she'll like, she'll walk up to him and then like walk away. He's and like, walk right up to him and then walk away. He's like, I can like, smell your lunch. <laughs> and he's like, I should send you straight back to hell. Like, like, that's like, you know, it's the mandatory. Yeah. And it's, it's a, you know, a reflexive reaction on his part. You're, it's like, bitch, you called me. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I should hang up on you right now. You called me. And it, again, this is the, you know, he's paying lip service to being mad at yeah. her but it's like but we all know why why we're here and she's she, she's like oh yeah you should yeah but you won't um and i know why following in daddy's footsteps you want to make a deal she's like little sammy back from the dead and you're offering your own soul and uh dean's like you know there are a hundred other demons who want it but it's all yours and uh he's like all you gotta do is bring sam back give me 10 years and then you come for me she's like you must be joking and he's like well that's the same deal everybody else gets and she's like yeah you're not everybody else it's like why would i want to give you anything and remember last time they did not part on good terms no. he's not entering this negotiation in a good spot no he's not she goes up to his ear and she's like keep your gutter soul it's too tarnished anyway and dean just kind of nods a little bit yeah like, yeah, he believes that. Yeah. But, like, listen, what have we seen where that would be the case? Right. What have we seen where his soul is tarnished? What would that be? What would be tarnishing his soul? What would he believe is tarnishing his soul? Something. There's something here, something in his self-loathing that he believes his soul is tarnished, that there's something wrong with him. Yeah. I mean, the last time we really dealt, like, like seriously delved into his self-loathing, like, or, or the first big time was skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? When the, the shapeshifter saw and like, whoa dude you need yeah. to <laughs> yeah i recommend therapy <laughs> yeah i'm a serial killer and i recommend therapy <laughs> yeah when it connected psychically to dean and was like wow that's a lot there's some messed up shit in here <laughs> and i'm a goo person that murders people <laughs> when when the shapeshifter did that and when it connected with dean and it related to him it, it saw that dean viewed himself as monstrous mm-hmm. Drawing that parallel, 
that is a queer metaphor. That yeah. is that is part of the queer narrative. You know, can be, often is that you know, see that something in yourself is monstrous, is tarnished. There is something wrong with you. That's a closeted queer man, <laughs> and she's calling him on whatever he thinks is his tarnished soul, whatever reason he sees as being tarnished, which we know he has felt about himself since long before anything we've seen that could possibly have been a disappointment to somebody. Yeah, like he didn't murder someone and. Cold blood. No, and he's like, like even if he like feels like like he let his father down, but he's felt that way since we've known him. Yeah, yeah. he's always felt like John hasn't felt proudly of him. Yeah, like the, he's he's always felt there's something wrong with him. Yeah. John probably has said stuff about that oh, too. Yes, but I mean, and now now we're getting into into you know speculation, but we know that that he's always felt. That there's like something wrong in it. And her just just saying it. Yeah. She just comes out and says it. Keep your gutter soul. It's too tarnished anyway. Oof. Wow. And he he's he doesn't dispute it, he just agrees. No. He agrees, and then he just says nine years. He says no. He's like eight. So you keep going, I'll keep saying no. And he says five years. That's my last offer, no deal. And she like she comes right up to his face and she almost like kisses him and then goes like then no deal because remember demon deals are sealed with a kiss for some reason I, we, why not a handshake see I we think that some demon at some point was like no 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 you, you the, gotta, the, gotta, the gotta rule kiss me. is you gotta kiss, kiss me. me it's like that seems made up <laughs> <laughs> but but you gotta kiss me right? you gotta kiss me well, it's not a deal unless you kiss me and, and now guy, it's just a thing yeah. <laughs> and some guy was like but I don't want to and they're like well no deal. He's like, that's kind of gross. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I guess me. <laughs> you gotta be yeah, it. has gotta give you a little kiss. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, John's deal with the yellow-eyed demon? <gasps> yeah, we didn't see that We go didn't down. see it! We didn't see the sealing of that deal. Hey! Come on! Is this just like Which their lore, been... like, not being consistent? A lot of lore in this one. A lot world. of lore in this one! Well, later on, we do see uh, a homophobic male demon kiss. Nice. Great. A couple of them. Great. Well, so. come on. Let's show... Why don't they Well, no, the, de- the demon's them. not the homophobic one is the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if you're evil, you're allowed to be, you know... A little... A little... A little... A little, a little, a little queer. Yeah. <laughs> if you're evil, that that's allowed. Yeah, I think they should show us after hours, the basement scene. At, at this point, I'm not sure they've thought that through. Yeah. John and they, they're like, yeah, no, they made a deal. John like, John and the all eyed demon. Yeah. I but they wrote themselves they, into they Demon ro- Deals are kisses. <laughs> demon deals are sealed with kisses. Oh no. And they're like, oh shit. But the but we- the demons we've seen doing that have all been sexy women. Yeah. Later on we are introduced to uh, another male demon and I think his introduction we see him making a deal and the and with it with a guy and he makes him kiss him. I don't think they've thought through that homophobic John Winchester <laughs> Yep. Had to kiss the yellow-eyed demon. <laughs> I wonder if other people have talked about this. I don't know. but I would like to see... <laughs> but, but, yeah. but by their own lore, that's what, how that, that had to happen. New ship? <laughs> John with the yellow John, John and the yellow-eyed demon? No, thanks. No. Enemies to lovers? I don't... I avoid... Even when, like, John com- is, is, like, in the story and, like, they get to yell at him. I avoid stories with John Winchester in them. I don't like reading about John Winchester. Jester. Yeah. I just, I'm just thinking about fan art of the yellow eyed now. So I don't, I don't really like to engage John. with any media with John Winchester in it. Yeah. Or just the yellow eyed demon be like, come on, you gotta kiss me. And John's like, nah, I don't want to do that, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, why, like, why am I thinking about this now? No. I don't want to be thinking about this. That was this. the only thing I could think of this whole time. I was like, just them. Was that having tickets? Like, John, I'm like, wait a second. You and my demons, like remembering this scene, you know, and I'm like, but we've seen demon deals, and that's how it happens. They're sealed with a kiss. That's the rule. I'm like, but we we didn't really see the deal happen because they cut out right before that. It was like, all right, John, you gotta sweeten the pot, and I'm like, you gotta kiss me, sweeten the pot. Come on, John, sweeten the pot. Right on my lips. Come on. <laughs> Homophobic John Winchester kissed the yellow-eyed demon. I like it. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. The demon's like putting on chapstick right before. Oh my god. <laughs> He's just like, I think he would be like making the most fun out of it as he can because he knows that John is extremely homophobic. See, here's the thing, because it, 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 like at this point, it's like, well, the yellow-eyed demon's a, a special, extra-powerful demon. He doesn't have to do that, whatever. Like, right. That could be their argument. Mm. Except... I have seen the later episodes, and I know for a fact that the yellow eye demon seals his deals with kisses. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> listeners can't see my my like, my <laughs> me staring off into space in a, in a horror. So I just think uh, <clears throat> he would be like making the most fun out of the horror in John's eyes. Yeah, no, yeah. It, w- it would. I mean, and like like we see later, this th- that would have been. And if if they'd shot it, it would have been an extremely homophobic scene. Yes, <laughs> it would have been awful. Yeah, and the part of it, the way the like, it, it would have been part of the torture of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. To make to make John. the the homophobe John Winchester yeah. kiss yes. the demon in man form would have been part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah, great. She she gets real close, like like she's gonna kiss Dean, and then no deal. And he's like, fine. And she's like, fine. And she starts to walk away. And she's like, make sure you bury Sam before he starts stinking up the joint. And he turns around and tells her to wait. And she, to herself, kind of goes, it's a fire sale and everything must go. And turns around and he says, like, what do I have to do? She's like, first of all, stop groveling. Needy guys are a turnoff. And then she says that she shouldn't be doing this, that she could get in a lot of trouble, but that she has a blind spot for Dean, that he's like a puppy, just too fun to play with. And there's a big sigh. She's like, I'll, I'll do it. And she goes, yes. And because I'm a saint, I will give you one year. But if you try to welch or weasel your way out, then the deal is off. Sam drops dead. That's a better deal than your dad ever got. What do you say? There's a long pause before Dean pulls her in and they do a big kiss. She kisses him back and grabs his head. And then we see Sam's eyes open. He sits up on his elbows on the mattress and looks confused. Gasp, Mm -hmm. gasp awake. Like... Like, what's happening? <laughs> we see a little while later Sam in the the rundown house. There's a mirror, and he's like checking his. He like sounds like he's in pain, and he's like checking his back. And there's like a like a scarred over spot, healed spot on his back. Dean walks in, sees Sam in, and he's just in disbelief and relief. You know, goes to him pulls him into a hug that's tight enough to hurt. Dean uh, says he's sorry for hurting Sam <laughs> in his hug and uh, says he's just glad to see him up and around. And he's like, you know, checking him over and he's like, let's, let's, let's go sit down. Are you hungry? Like, I'm starving. And he pulls, pulls him over. Sam doesn't, Sam remembers being stabbed. Yep. He remembers seeing Dean run to him, but then nothing else. He remembers the white hot pain, but 
then it goes to black. Dean tells him that Jake stabbed him and he lost a lot of blood. It was touch and go for a while, but Bobby patched him up and, you know, says, you know, that Jake escaped and Sam is angry and he says that he's going to tear that son of a bitch apart. And <laughs> D- Dean says, says, whoa, whoa, easy there, Van Damme. Yep. <laughs> he wants Sam to take it easy. So he, you know, brings him to the table. They have some food and Sam fills Dean in on what was happening in Murder Town. <laughs> All the deaths. We hear, like, and that's when you guys showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I told the story. <laughs> and that's what you missed on Glee. And Dean just says, like, that's awful. Poor Andy. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah poor, poor Andy. Andy poor, but, a- poor, really poor Andy. Yeah. Poor everybody else, too, but poor Andy. And Sam says, you know, that the demon said that only one of them would walk out alive, that he appeared to him in a dream. Dean asks if he told him anything else, and he goes, like, no, no, nothing else. That's, that's it. Is it? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And, when, and, like, that was most, that was, I mean, Mostly true, really, that's, mo- but... that's mostly true. The demon did a lot of big, big yeah. villain talking. Yeah. The gist of it was that, you know, he's the chosen one, and it's, you know, a last man standing situation. Right. But he didn't He didn't tell Dean, like, the demon was betting on me. Right. He, did, he didn't say that, that he really wants me to be the chosen one. Yeah, he didn't say that he was the demon's pick. Yeah. He does wonder, however, if it was last man standing, how both he and Jake got away. Dean's like, well, they left you for dead. I'm sure they thought it was over. And Sam's not sure what the yellow-eyed demon wants with Jake, but Sam wants to get going to stop him and Dean wants him to rest and take it easy. So Sam deflects and asks about the roadhouse and then and you see Dean's face fall. It's like he's got to tell Sam about the roadhouse. Yep. So he does and he tells Sam that it was burned to the ground, that Ash is dead, Ellen is probably dead too, lots of other hunters were killed. They think it was demons and they think it was because of something Ash found, but they're not sure what that is. Bobby's researching it now. So Sam again jumps up and he like, wants, Bobby, wants to go help Bobby. Bobby. Bobby's only a few hours away and he tries to get up and dean stops sam he wants him to take a minute to rest he's like we've got time because he's like how am i gonna keep you from seeing bobby like this (laughs) like like, that's gonna be an awkward conversation (laughs) that's a convo i don't want to have yeah he's like you you were pretty hurt take it easy yep we've got time take it sleazy (laughs) (laughs) that's not the time to use that (laughs) that's when you're leaving and you're saying goodbye He's telling he wants he wants Sam to rest, get his strength back, and Sam's like, mm, no, we're gonna go help Bobby. Yeah, sorry, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that pizza they were eating. Yeah, that looks pretty good. It looked really good. Also, the chicken. Yeah, I don't know. And like, I don't. I mean, I like fried chicken, mm-hmm. but it, like, and I don't love like chicken on the bone, like yeah. the way that he was like. I don't know, like yeah, chicken I'm wings chicken and stuff. But um, I, I, I could do a good chicken wing. I'm sure. Yeah, I remember you could. <laughs> I like chicken tenders. Like, like, yeah, I like chicken tenders. Yeah, like bleached bone, nothing left. <laughs> Cartilage and meat all gone. Oh boy. Nah, I would eat it, and then people, you'd be like, "There's still, there's still chicken on the bone," and I'd be like, "I can't." Like eat then it. you go finish that for me. I'd be like, "I can't eat anymore," and I would. <laughs> and then you like suck in the meat out. Yeah, of the I can. I can do. The, I can do the like where you 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 suck the meat off. The, yeah. If, if it's tender enough, I can do the the whole chicken wing in your mouth and suck it all off. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. A true buffalo person. Listen, I lived in <laughs> Western New York for like five or six years. Yeah. <laughs> Wings are good. I keep on getting these TikToks on my For You page that are like, oh, you live in New York? And it's pictures of like New York City. And it's like, no, I live in New York. And it's pictures of like 
Stuart's <laughs> and, and like run down and like open fields and run down buildings and stuff. Yeah, the and people are saying they're in the comments they're like area codes and stuff. And they're like or like it's like no, I live in like we live in Upper New York. Mm-hmm. And they're like yeah, I live in Upper New York. But all the people in the comments are like yeah, I live in Upper New York. And they're saying uh, upstate. Yeah, upstate, upstate okay, New York. So we've talked about this before. Upstate, yeah, upstate New York upstate means anything, anything north of the north city, of New York City, which sucks. Because, because we live, we live in upstate New York because we are touching the border. Yeah. We, we live we're in northern, northern New, York, New York, which yeah. is technically still upstate. It, it is, it is, but, but it's not what people mean when they say upstate. No, when they mean upstate, they mean immediately north of the city. Yeah. There are different regions of New York. There's northern New York, the northern tier. There's the southern tier. There's central New York, western New York, the capital district, St. Lawrence Seaway, Champlain Valley, Adirondack Park. Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley. Yeah. All regions of New York that are more specific than upstate, which just means it's up there north of the city it's not it's a part of new york that is not the city or long island yeah and well it was like you live in upstate and it was like oh so and one was like oh so syracuse it was like no yep nope oh so uh yeah oh so this it was and then the audio is like no i live in a tiny town that no one's ever heard of (laughs) (laughs) and but it's just really frustrating because people are like yeah i live in upstate and it's like oh yeah where do you live and they're like that only gets worse when you go to college and and everyone you went to college with is from Long Island. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh yeah, where do you live? And it's like, I live literally like right next to the border. It's like, you know where Canada is? I always say like, you know where Canada is? You know where Vermont is? We're like right there. Yeah. Yeah. But like we're in New York. Yeah. 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 We take like a boat ride to get (laughs) to Vermont. We're like, just right across. Right right across to Vermont. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's easier to to be like, do you know where Canada is? Okay. Turn around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> you know where the border is? All right, like, take, like, 20 paces back. Yeah. yeah. You got it. You got it. We're right there. We see the Impala drive away, and then we see a door, and there's a knock on the door, and Bobby answers, <laughs> looks from Dean to Sam, He's back like, to Dean. <laughs> and he spends the, in, like, he, huh. gl- he glances at Sam a couple times, but he's, th- this entire scene is staring hard at Dean. Dean is not making eye contact. Nope. He was <laughs> not. <laughs> (laughs) not looking at Bobby. He's like, hey, Bobby. And Sam's like, hey, Bobby. (laughs) And uh, Bobby's like, Sam, it's it's good to see you up and around. Sam's like, thanks for patching me up, man. Yeah, and heads into the house. Pats his shoulder. And Bobby's like, don't mention it. And he gives like the craziest eyes to Dean. Bobby's like, as they walk by. Bobby's like, Dean, what the fuck did you do? And Dean pauses in the doorway. He's still not looking at Bobby. Nope. He's like, well, Sam's better. (laughs) So we're back at it now. So uh, what do you know? And he and he's still but he, I can he just gives he's 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 standing they're both standing in the doorway Bobby's facing out of the house and, and Dean is facing into the house and Bobby is staring hard at Dean's profile and Dean just gives the slightest glance of that away <laughs> no no can't look can't look at him can, can't look at him I can just I could see like the thoughts spiraling in Bobby's head of like what like what did Dean do? Yeah, like, fantastic disappointed dad from Jim Beaver here. Like, yeah. Like, was it necromancy? Was, like, was it, yeah, like, was it a demon? It's, uh, was it... It's... Was it zombies? What... <laughs> 
Like, and, yeah. I don't, I don't know. And Sam is watching this exchange. He looks confused from yeah. Bobby to Dean to Bobby to Dean. It's like, and you, he's like, you, you guys have something going on. You yeah. guys are being weird. weird. <laughs> so we learn that Bobby has found uh, demonic omens popping up all of a sudden. Because remember last episode, there was nothing. nothing. Yeah. So we got like cattle deaths, lightning storms, all skyrocketed out of nowhere here. And he shows them on a map. And he goes, all around here, except for one place, southern Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sure what it is. They're not sure what's in the middle of it. But it's like the demons are surrounding it. So he asks Sam to take a look to see if he missed anything. And then it's like, hey, Dean, I've got some books in the truck. Come outside with me right now. <laughs> help me lug them in, Dean. And he goes, he's like, yeah. I'll help you lug yeah. them in. Yeah. Okay. Like this, and, and it's like, yeah, this is that conversation I was trying to avoid. <laughs> they go outside and walk a, f- far enough away so that, like, Sam can't hear them yelling at each other <laughs> in, like, the, the junkyard. Yeah, they go behind a car and Bobby spins on Dean. Wait, you stupid ass! <laughs> like, what did you do? And Dean looks away. And he's like, what did you do? He shouts and he grabs him. And he's like, you made a deal for Sam, didn't you? How long did they give you? Dean will answer. How long? And Dean, tearful, one year. Bobby's just like, damn it, Dean! <laughs> and Dean's like, and that's why we've got to find this yellow-eyed son of a bitch. Yeah, and I'm gonna kill him myself. And he's like, I've, I got nothing left to lose now, right? <laughs> Trying for humor. Wrong time. No. Wrong, wrong time, Wrong Dean. tone. Fell flat. <laughs> Bobby's like, I could throttle you, and he grabs him by the lapels. And Dean, again, trying for humor. <laughs> Wrong. Send me downstairs ahead of schedule. <laughs> He it's he's joking, but it's half-hearted. Yeah. And Bobby, angry and sad and frustrated, says, you know, what is it with you Winchesters? You and your dad are both just itching to throw yourselves down the pit. And Dean's like, that's my point. Dad brought me back. I'm not supposed to be here. At least this way, something good could come out of it. Yeah, my life could mean something. Bobby's like, it didn't before? He's like, do you have that low of an opinion of yourself? Are you that screwed in the head? I'm like, ooh. Like, Bobby's like, shaking him. <laughs> and Dean has just kind of gone, like, limp and defeated <laughs> and tearful. He's like, I couldn't let him die, Bobby. I couldn't. He's my brother. Yeah. And Bobby's like, how is your brother going to feel when he knows you're going to hell? How did you feel when you knew your dad went for you? And Dean, very quickly and still tearful, is like, you can't tell him. He's like, you take a shot at me, whatever you got to do, but please don't tell him. Bobby kind of cups Dean's face. Also tearful. Yeah. And they hear a noise. And they both, like, drop into danger mode. Stealth. They stealth up behind a car and wait. And they see, like, a shadow of a figure coming by. And they both jump out and around and grab the person. And it's Ellen. And there's, there's a, like, a pause and a moment of shock for the both, like, oh my god, Ellen. And she kind of nods, like, yep. And it's me. Dean, Dean pulls her into a tight hug. So, but the, with this, the, like, they're both like, danger mode. And they drop into stealth and then, like, they're gonna, neither of them have weapons. They don't. What were they gonna do? Well, I don't know what their plan was. Because <laughs> they jump out and around like, ah, we got ya. <laughs> we grabbed you with our hands. Ready? Get her! <laughs> and, and, like, when they jump out, they both just, like, grab her. Yep. But, like, hello. <laughs> hello. Like, I don't know what their plan, the plan was. was. They didn't even grab, like, a random piece of metal. Or right, anything. there wasn't, like, a pipe or something. Or... Like, like when Sam did that last episode, he grabbed a random 2 by 4 yeah. and was about to brain Andy with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one, they both just, like, ah! like, grab her in, like, a kind of side hug. <laughs> yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> they just break out and the way the way uh, the way Bobby grabbed her was a little like <laughs> a little like that. I'm acting. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little silly. 
But surprise, surprise, it's Ellen. Back inside, Bobby pours a shot of holy water from his little holy water flask and slides it over to Ellen. And she asks if this is necessary. And he's like, like she knows she it is. Knows. She knows it is. But that's <laughs> she's just, just like she, that's impatient just, and wants whiskey right now. Yeah. And that's also just like, that's her. She's an impatient and difficult person. Yeah. Ellen takes the shot, slides it back, demands whiskey. And then she fills them in on what happened. She was supposed to be, she was supposed to be dead. She, she was supposed to be in there with everyone else. But sheer dumb luck, they ran out of pretzels. So she left to get more. And we run out of eyes. So I go out to get some. And gets a call from Ash, a panicked call from Ash, telling her to look in the safe before the line went dead. By the time she got back, the building was in flames, flames sky high. She wasn't gone more than 15 minutes. Everyone was dead. And she has just like a little moment of survivor's guilt. Yeah. She's like, everyone died. It's like, yeah, I survived. Lucky me. And Barbie's like, you mentioned a safe. Uh, Ellen says, yeah, hidden safe in the basement. And the demons did not get what was in it. She pulls out a map of Wyoming with five points marked on it. And all around this area of southern Wyoming where there's been no demon activity with lots of demon activity around it. Kind of for the, the viewers, Dean is like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. In case you haven't been following. Bobby is reading from a book and he's like, I don't believe it. He sets the book down. These whole things connect together <laughs> in a star <laughs> like a devil's trapper what you if you could put a circle around it, it would be like a pentagram pentagons pentecostals <laughs> i don't know what who you're doing right now yeah so bobby says that each of these x's on the map is an abandoned frontier church all mid 19th century all built by samuel colt and for the audience dean is like whoa whoa, whoa like demon killing gun making samuel colt whoa, the, the, the whoa, guy whoa. The, the guy who made the MacGuffin of season one uh yes and he built private railway lines connecting church to church and it happens to lay out like this and he draws a star connecting the five points oh and, it's, and they're like it's a devil's, devil's trap, trap. And a hundred square mile devil's trap what these are you know iron lines that the demons can't cross which is it that they because like they can go into it but they can't get out right I thought that was the whole point of devil's trap yeah. not that they couldn't cross into it so generally speaking yes which I think is part of the what they start to posit they're like well yeah yes when devil's traps are drawn with chalk, they can cross into it, but then they can't get out. Yeah, because that's kind of like what happened. Like, they put it on the ceiling, though, yes. and, or they put it on the floor, and it's like, but they can walk into it, and then they can't get out. So how can't, why can't they cross? With this specifically... The, is it that it's iron? It's... Iron is a generally protective metal. Right. And it is forming this devil's trap. As they start to posit, because, like, in the center, like, all that's there is the, this old cemetery. Yeah. Less keeping things out, more keeping things in. I think the keeping things out is more of a side effect. Okay. In this case. I don't recall ever seeing the, like, iron used in a devil's trap necessarily again. It's much easier to draw one with chalk. Yeah. Although those are relatively easily broken, too. Right. And a devil's trap made of iron would be much more permanent, much more difficult to break. Right. Especially if you worked in some other enchantment like it was forged with holy water or salt or something. As they like, it, it, there might be something in there 
in the cemetery that Colt was trying to keep sealed. Bobby says like that, this thing is so powerful, you might need an A-bomb to destroy it, but no full-blood demon gets across. And Sam's like, I know who could. So our next scene, we see Jake pulling up to a railway crossing, and he waits for a moment beside the tracks before the yellow-eyed demon shows up with a howdy, Jake, have a nice trip. He's like, I'm here, I did what you asked, now what? And the yellow-eyed demon explains that 50 miles past the tracks is a cemetery and a crypt he needs Jake to open. That's a long way to walk. 50 miles? Yeah. He's got a car. Oh. No, but he, yeah, but it made it seem like he gets out of his car, and then he's like, all right, now I'm walking. I think he was told to meet him, meet the yellow-eyed demon yeah, at, at this at rail crossing, so he gets out and he's waiting for him. Right. I don't it, think he's going to walk the next no, 50 it made, miles. No, it made it, like, it made it seem like, like he okay, was like, all right, start point. walking. <laughs> Unless, this might explain the timeline problem I have later, because, okay. because Jake is so much further ahead of them. Yeah. And they end up beating him to the cemetery. Yeah. Jake started in South Dakota at the same town that Mm -hmm. Sam was at. Yeah. And has made it to Wyoming so much further ahead of them. If Mm -hmm. he started walking, that would have given everybody else time to catch up. I do not think he walked. I think he drove. Yeah. Maybe he was just going really, really And I think there is a timeline problem. Yes. (laughs) Again, we have a a yellow-eyed demon monologuing situation. He starts monologuing. He starts monologuing. And Jake paying, you know, at least some lip service to he's still on the good team. He's still angry with the demon. He's still... He says, like, screw you and your freaky orders. Go do it yourself. Like, Jake you've made it this far. You followed the freaky orders up to this point. <laughs> and, this, and this is the tone of, of the LOI demon is like is again like yes 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 you're very angry with me. Yes yes yes. Uh, and he's like he's like well why can't you go? And he's like I just can't. Uh, <laughs> he's like but you're gonna need a key. And he pulls out the Colt and Jake's like a gun? Uh-huh. And he explains it's not just any gun. It's the only gun in the universe that can kill him. Bang right there. I would literally just shoot him right? dead. And then Jake's like oh okay. And, he's, and the LOI demon's like yep here, take it. And he hands it to Jake. Knowing I, full well that it, and Jake aims it at the yellow-eyed demon's head. And I, he's like, oh my, I'm so shocked by this unforeseen turn of events. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. I wouldn't let him start talking. No, yep. don't That's let him point. Don't, don't let, let him, him start monologuing. He'll get in your head. Which is what he does. Yep. Just shoot. Just bang. He's dead. Yeah. Kill him. And then drive off and have your life, uh, have the life that you've always wanted. Well, the yellow eye demon does say, like, he's like, uh, this will all go back to normal because, you know, the army won't take you back because you've been AWOL. But I'm sure you could get your job back at the factory. He's like, or the rest of you and your family's life could be money and honey, health and wealth. Every day is ice cream Sunday. He says, like, all you got to do is this one little thing. <laughs> Jake asks, like, why him? And the yellow eye demon's like, oh, well, it's got to be you. I've been waiting a long time, basically. He's like, I'm just, I've been waiting a long time for this. Yes. And he's like, I needed you. But the way he's saying it, he's trying to make Jake feel like, like he's, he's special. Like he's special, like he's important, that he's part of something important. I needed a leader. And once you open that crypt, you'll have an army to lead. And Jake is like, you're talking about the end of the world. And Yellow Idea's like, no, at the beginning. Of the end. Of the end of the world. <laughs> He's like, it's a better world where you and your family will be protected. More than that, you'll be royalty. So we got temptation, temptation, temptation. And then he drops into his uh, salesman voice for Buddy Boy. Buddy Boy. You have the chance to get in on the ground floor of a thrilling opportunity. He says, it's your call. And Jake lowers the gun. He takes the bait. He goes, a baby. <laughs> Which I'm like, yeah. It's like, this is the problem. You let him start monologuing and he gets in your head. Yeah. If Jake thought about it, for two more minutes he could he could reason out that it's like yeah so the army won't take him back and being AWOL from the army that's a problem yeah but Jake has the power now as, as we will discover we get there when we get there 
Jake has the power to make that not be a problem. Yeah. He could kill the demon and end it here with the power he has available to him, make his life fine. Yeah. He does not need to do this. So it's later. It's nighttime. Nighttime. At the old cemetery. Jake Jake pushes open the cemetery gates and starts walking through. It's spooky and creepy and the iron gate squeaks. (laughs) (laughs) We see Dean behind like a monolith. Yeah. I was going to say some kind of a headstone statue big the big one stone the, one of the big ones big one of the big, mon- big yeah. one of the bigger monument ones yeah and he inches around it as jake walks by so jake doesn't see him when jake reaches the crypt we hear sam speak up and he says howdy jake why jake- is everyone saying howdy i don't know i mean i think sam is just saying it because the yellow eyed demon says it but the yellow eyed demon says it like multiple times that's as uh, his yeah, thing that's his thing uh, but i don't know why sam says it mm-hmm. other than to <laughs> freak jake out freak him out jake spins and is freaked out to see sam but then also bobby and ellen and dean are also there with, with guns with guns jake is like wait you were dead i killed you sam's like next time finish the job and, and he's like, jake's like no no i did no, no. i did i did do that he's like I, I cut your spinal cord you were dead for sure he's like you can't be alive you can't be and bobby just goes take it easy son he's like take it real easy and apart from the shock of seeing sam jake is fairly confident that sam won't kill him because he couldn't before and he sort of chuckles about this and dean it says, what are you smiling about, you little bitch? <laughs> like, come on, Dean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jake goes, hey, lady, to Ellen. He goes, do me a favor. Put that gun to your head. And his eyes flash a little bit. And Ellen tries to fight it, but she does. So we see here, he has expanded powers now. Mm-hmm. How did that happen in just, like, the trip? Well, as, as he says... Um, see that Ava girl was right. Once you get give in, there's all sorts of new Jedi mind tricks you can learn. And remember what Ava said, once you give into it, like the switches, the learning curve is so fast. Yeah. The switches just start flipping and you start to learn all kinds of new powers. Just quicker and quicker and more and more powers. So this, this next power that Jake has is the, the Simon said Andy's power. Mm -hmm. So now that we see he has this power and he got it by giving in and, you know, giving into the demon based powers. But now that we see he has this power, he could use this to just have a normal life. Yeah. He could, he could have left it there. But it's something about delving deeper and getting tempted and going into the demon's plans, like, that makes you, once those switches start to flip, like, you're you're not satisfied with having a normal life. And you want more. Yeah. And, you know, the, the this, you know, escalation that we saw with Jake, like, I mean, it, it's the, you know, yes, 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 you're very mad at me. To make, like, to make himself feel better about it. He's like, I'm outraged. But he still gives in every time. And we've seen now at this point, Jake is corrupted. He tells everybody to put their guns down, except Ellen. And And, and, like the way he's speaking to her is different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except you, sweetheart. And it's kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's corrupted at this point. They all put their guns down, except Ellen. And Jake turns quick to the crypt and puts the coal in a little hole in f- of the metal spoke mechanism thing. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a very qu- quick series of events. Jake, oh, he like turns it like a key. Yeah, he runs to the door. Bobby and Dean run to Ellen. He turns the gun like a key. Bobby and Dean wrench Ellen's arm away and her gun goes off. We see Jake release the gun in the door and this center circular locking mechanism starts to spin. And then we hear four shots ring out. Yeah. Jake gets shot in the back. And then we turn and we see that it's Sam as Jake collapses to the ground. And then Sam kind of saunters over to Jake's body. And there is 
a cold, cruel expression on Sam's face. And he aims the gun, and Jake kind of looks up, sits up a tiny bit as much as he can, and says, like, please don't. And Sam shoots him three times. And executes him. Yeah, and looks up. And there is a fine blood splatter on his cheek. Behind, uh, Bobby looks worried so like, at Sam yeah, as they walk up to the crypt. And behind Sam, the crypt door, this locking mechanism is still spinning. Bobby and Ellen pass him on their way to the door. Dean pauses looking at Sam, kind of assessing him, and Sam coldly wipes the blood off his face. Kind of Percy stuff. <laughs> yeah, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There No mercy, Sam. <laughs> yeah. There was he he killed a human man in cold blood. Yep. And not crazy about this Mm-mm. that he shot an unarmed black man in the back. Yeah. Yep. And then executed him. Yep. That's not great. Nope. No. The mechanism stops spinning and Bobby's like, oh no. <laughs> Ellen asks, What is it? And Bobby says, It's hell. <laughs> Tells everybody to get to cover. Dean grabs the colt from the door, and then the door opens. They all go. Oh, they all go like dive, diving behind. Yeah, yeah, it's the title. They all go diving <laughs> behind headstones to take cover, and we see this mass of demon smoke come rushing out of the door. Lightning strikes. And we pull back to see the Wyoming countryside, and we see these rushing lines of light on, like, the path of the Devil's Trap, and there's an explosion at one of the points off in the distance, Mm -hmm. and this massive demon cloud goes flying off into space. They land on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Dean's like, what? What What is that? What happened? Yeah, at the cemetery, we're seeing demons and these, like, ghostly incorporeal shapes all just rushing continuously out of this out of this doorway. This is the boss battle level. Ellen shouting over the wind uh, explains that this is a, de- a devil's gate. It's a door to hell. I take a sneak peek in and just like look. Just to see what's what. Yeah. We see elsewhere where the metal rail lines have been broken, bent, and melted through demon smoke passing out and a figure walking through them. Ellen, Bobby, and Sam all rush forward to try to shut the gate and Dean hesitates he checks the colt, and if we recall, there is one bullet. Yeah. And Dean's thinking out loud, like, if the demon gave this to Jake, then maybe. maybe. And he turns, and the yellow-eyed demon is there. Aims the gun, and the yellow-eyed demon kind of force grabs it away out of yeah. the air. And it's like, nice try. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, Dean's got the colt. Aw, Dean doesn't have the colt. <laughs> and he goes, boy, shouldn't play with daddy's guns. And then he force tosses Dean across the cemetery where he cracks his head off a gravestone. That's a concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam, Bobby, and Ellen are all struggling to close the doors. Sam turns to put his back into it and then sees Dean on the ground. He leaves <laughs> poor Ellen to... Well, yeah, the, the <laughs> yellow demon sees Sam looking, kind of turns and smiles. And walks toward Dean. And then Sam, uh, yeah, Sam's Sam, like, Dad! He takes off, leaves Ellen to deal with that door alone. The Eli demon pins Sam against a tree. He tells him, I'll get you in a minute, champ, but I'm proud of you. Knew you had it in ya. And then he pins Dean to the headstone where he's sitting. And he tells him to sit a spell. And then he gets to monologue again. He starts monologuing. He starts monologuing. I love this. The Just, yes. So he says, so Dean, I've got to thank you. You see, demons can't resurrect people unless a deal is made. 
It's like, I know, red tape. It'll make you nuts. But thanks to you, Sammy's back in rotation. It's like, now I wasn't counting on that, but I'm glad. I liked him better than Jake anyhow. He says, like, you ever heard that if a deal sounds too good to be true, it probably is? Dean's like, you call that a good deal? It's like, it's a better shake than your dad ever got. And and you never wondered why. I'm surprised at you. I mean, you saw what your brother just did to Jake, right? Pretty cold. He's like, how certain are you that what you brought back is 100% pure Sam? Like, you of all people should know that what's dead should stay dead. What's dead should stay dead. It's like, anyway, thanks a bunch. I knew I kept you alive for some reason. Until now, anyway. I couldn't have done it without your pathetic, self-loathing, self-destructive desire to sacrifice yourself for your family. <laughs> and the yellow-eyed demon raises the colt at Dean. And behind him is a ghostly figure. One of the, you know, incorporeal sort of ghostly figures we've seen rushing out of, out of the gate. And as this figure approaches, he starts to materialize. He's got a flannel shirt and jeans and a scruffy beard and he grabs He's a jack. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs the yellow eyed demon and we see it's John fucking Winchester yep you best bring that extra long tape measure on account of my humongous balls <laughs> He's alive. Not quite. No. He grabs the demon's smoke and kind of wrestles with it, and the body and the gun fall. And he's able to hold on to the demon's smoke for a couple seconds before getting thrown off, and the demon's smoke gets back to its body. But it was long enough for Dean to get the colt, and the yellow eye demon is able to get his bearings just in time to see that Dean has the colt. Aims it at the yellow eye demon and fires. In slow motion, we see the bullet hit the demon and then visit, visit. Well, it hit him in the chest, and yeah. I thought it was going to be a loophole where it's like, ha ha, it you only hit me in the head. Yeah, it only works if you hit us in the head. No, no, no. no he hit him in the chest, and it was, it was a good shot. Right in the heart. Fizzit, fizzit. The magic fizzit. effect goes through his chest, through his skull. It's like, like lightning. Lightning? It's lightningy. He falls, and his eyes go back to, like, blue. Bobby and Ellen are able to get the door shut. When the demon falls, Sam drops from the tree. <laughs> we see the lock, locking mechanism spin back shut, and Bobby and Ellen turn to see the demon dead on the ground, and John Winchester there. Stands up. Dean walks over to John. Like, he doesn't get super close to him, but then John walks closer to Dean, and he puts his hand on Dean's shoulder and looks over at Sam, and Sam's crying. He looks back at Dean, and he backs up away from Dean. <laughs> this scene was very... Two people looking at each other, very sad, and then Sam in the background kind of being like... <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, and they're both, and they're both crying. And Sam's also crying when it cuts to him, but he's just kind of like standing there like a toddler (laughs) with his hands awkwardly out, like. (laughs) Yeah. So John steps away, and then bright light sort of fizzits and poof, poof into little motes of light. Did you go to heaven? To Sam, that's set to triumphant orchestration. <laughs> and Sam and Dean are crying. So we got Jeffrey Dean Morgan back. Yeah! yeah! For like 30 seconds of screen time and no lines. Nope. <laughs> also, this whole time, whenever it showed Sam's face, he looked like he, there was like a weird green screen behind him. It did! This there, whole scene was, looked like green there was, screen. There was some weird green screen effect happening in this scene. And he also it was like, like weird was blurry. Glowing. It yeah. was kind of weird blurry. Yeah. Which, I'd like,
like it gave John's a, sort of an unreality to him, yeah. which I think worked. But it made everybody else look, look like, like look weird, kind of weird. And also, are they gonna burn the yellow eyed demon? We don't. We did. We don't really get to see the cleanup because of it looks yeah, like they're just they gonna leave him there, and like that's not a good idea. Yeah, they're also just gonna leave Jake there. Apparently, but. yeah. Apparently, yeah, that's angry spirit yeah. waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Sam and Dean kind of look down at the yellow-eyed demon's body, right. and the bullet hole is still smoking. Mm-hmm. And Dean sort of, like, in disbelief, and, like, going for humor, because that's what's comfortable. Is like, well, check that off the to-do list. Sam is like, yeah. you did it. Dean says that he didn't do it alone. And Sam is like, do you really think Dad climbed out of hell? And Dean's like, well, the door was open. <laughs> so, yeah, Sam wondering, where do you think he is now? Dean doesn't know, because you know, we know Sam believes in an afterlife, but Dean really doesn't. Yeah. Sam is like, you know, like, I can't believe we've been prepping our whole lives for this, and now I don't know what to say. And Dean says that he does and he kneels down and tells the the yellow eyed demon's bot the vessel body that was for our mom you son of a bitch and at first and I'm like, hey, it wasn't the guy's fault. I know. <laughs> like, I it know, wasn't the know, man. It I was know, the that, demon. That, You're telling the body that. They're walking back to the car. At some point later. So we we didn't see the cleanup. We don't yeah. we don't really know what that looked like. But at some point later, the boys are walking to the Impala. And they're going to have a talk. Yeah. Sam is like, when Jake saw me, it was like he'd seen a ghost. Uh, you heard him. He killed me. And Dean's like, well, he was wrong. And he's like, I, I don't think he was, Dean. What happened after I was stabbed? And remember back to the beginning of the episode when Dean was talking to Sam's body, remembering when Dean, when Sam was a kid and he started asking questions and he wouldn't mm-hmm. let it go. And Dean tried to tell him, like, don't ask that. Yeah, you, you don't, don't want to know. You don't want to know as a way to protect him because he just wanted Sam to be happy, to be a little kid. Sam's not going to let it go. Understandably so. <laughs> and Dean tries to brush him off, tells him he already told him. Yeah, he's like, we killed the demon. Can we celebrate? And Sam is like, did I die? It's like, did you sell your soul like dad did? And Dean, mad. It's like, ah, no. And Sam kind of turns, he like walks around and looks at Dean in his face. And he's like, tell me the truth. And Dean, he doesn't, he says, he just like, Sam. Sam. But that's enough of an answer. And Sam just asks, how long you, do you get? One year. I got one year. And Sam upset. He's like, you shouldn't have done that. How could you do that? And Dean's like, don't get mad at me. Don't you do that. I had to. I had to look out for you. That's my job. Sam comes out with like, well, what do you think my job is? And Dean's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that does not compute. He's like, you saved my life over and over. It's like, you, you sacrificed everything for me. Don't you think I'd do the same for you? It's like, you're my big brother. There's nothing I wouldn't do for you. It's like, and I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get you out of this. So he says, he's guess I've got to save your ass for a change. And Dean kind of tearfully is like, yeah. Ellen says like, well, the yellow eye demon might be dead, but there's a lot more that got through that gate. Ellen and Bobby weren't there for that talk. They walk yeah. up at this point. Yeah. So Ellen doesn't know necessarily yeah. that uh, the Dean has sold his soul. But yeah, so so they, they walk up. Dean asks how many they think got through. Sam guesses one to 200. An army. They've unleashed an army. Bobby goes, hope to hell you boys are ready. Because the war's just begun. And Dean, through the emotion, says, well then, and kind of, like, smir- smirks. Opens the trunk. And we get the, like, the, the camera inside the trunk looking up at them. Dean pulls out the cold, tosses it in, and he's like, we've got work to do. And they close the trunk to credits. And it's the end of season two. <laughs> so what did we think of this episode? It was okay. Yeah. I didn't think it was amazing. No. But I think it was... Uh, 
just like last episode, like this whole two-parter was very, like, the pacing was just weird. Yeah. Yeah. They introduced a lot of ideas yeah. in this episode that they really, they really hadn't touched on, certainly for the second half of this season. Mm-hmm. We gotta go. We gotta do everything. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of the ideas, not, not this season at all. Like, all the stuff with Samuel Colt. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. last season. Pretty much exclusively last season. Um, the whole Samuel Colt mythology. There was no ramp up into this finale in the way there was in season one. Yeah. The whole second half of the season was filler. Yeah. Pretty much. Which, like, I mean, there were fine filler episodes in yeah. there. Yeah. I feel like it could have been maybe, it could have been like a three, like a two-parter, and then like an episode before it with like a little bit of plot, but like still a filler. Yeah. yeah ramping were, up. But like... Yeah, there were like ten solid episodes of filler. Yeah. And they could have replaced the one where they go to LA. 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 Thank you. LA. Yeah, like, like the as as kind of goofy and you know fun and breaking the seriousness as it was. It just felt it too much. It, it was it. It, it felt too much like they were, were like, okay, we're taking too much of a break. Like, yeah, you're doing supernatural stuff, but it feels like, what are we doing? Like, you're yeah. just distracting yourself from the real goal right now. If they had had a more plot-heavy season and really needed, like, a filler episode to lighten the mood a little bit... Yeah, they needed a beach episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they really but they didn't, didn't. Because they were... They spent the, this whole season kind of wandering around. Because of, like, the jarring tone shift and then suddenly there's a lot going on. Like, they knew the whole season that there was something going on. Something's yeah. going on. But they didn't know what it was. So it felt like the main story was happening elsewhere. Yeah. And these guys were just running around doing side quests, not doing the main story. Yeah. Like And when, it was continuing on without them. Like yeah. when Zelda's like, Link, you must defeat Ganon. And then you're like, nah, I'm gonna go give Beetle all my Beetles. And like not to say that filler is bad. No. I think a Avatar show, the Last Airbender. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say a show, you know, I think lives by if it, if it's got good filler, Avatar the Last Airbender being a masterclass in Ooh, both Sando. Yeah, filler episodes that serve a purpose. Yeah. And NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> the, that, the other thing I was gonna say is a masterclass in NPC design. If you're looking for like ways to make your NPCs more interesting, watch Avatar the Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Every random no-name person in that world has something going on and you'll catch it in little dialogue as the the, the main characters are moving through a space mm-hmm. i can't believe the captain remember my birthday. everything everything from <laughs> yes these l- random no-name characters to interesting npcs that they actually interact with like the traveling hippies who who sing this the secret yes, tunnel cabbage man like like ev- the NPCs of that world masterclass. So, so, uh, I don't quite remember the rest, but, but it goes secret tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Love those guys, and we never see like we never really see them again. Like, yeah. they're, like they're just they're just people who live in the world. Yeah, supernatural can take notes. <laughs> Good. We don't get a lot of either of those. Yeah. Yeah, we got the one guy that was like. Nobody's talking to you. Keep walking. Yeah, like <laughs> right. that. Yeah, that type of dialogue um, lets you know that there are pe- other people living in this world, and they're not just you know faceless or nameless. The, um, you know, it's not just like you know the scene in Home Alone where it's like a bunch of mannequins moving around on train tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this episode, as a standalone episode, yeah, it feels very much like a part two of something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. 
the plot, again, if they were introducing a lot of big ideas that should have been introduced earlier in the season mm-hmm. and had to get through them very quickly. And then, you know, wrapping up the things that were happening last episode and trying to bring the season to a conclusion and set up next season. A lot of things had to happen this episode that they really didn't set themselves up for over the course of the season. Yeah. Other things, not crazy about the treatment of Jake's character. No. Yeah. He is uh, a black man who did not survive. Who gets shot in the back. He gets shot in the back four times and then executed. Brutally. Yeah. That is... That sucks. Yeah. That's really terrible. And not even by, like, an evil character. It's by no. Sam. So this is something else I wanted to bring up um, about this episode and this season. Our major villains this season were... So, like, this episode, we had uh, Jake... Yeah. We also had Gordon and Victor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all three of whom are black men. Yeah. That's great. Wonderful. 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 That those are our um, those are our villains this season. Yeah. Yeah. And great actors. Yeah. Fantastic actors. The act- unfortunate. Unfortunate. <laughs> Fantastic acting. Unfortunate. And Gordon got taken by the police. Yep. Gordon got taken by the police. Who knows what's going to happen to him? Vic- if- Victor's still chasing them. Yep. Yeah. Jake is dead. We this season we and you know c- coming into this episode from last one we killed a bunch of queer characters this season. Yep. But yeah, like just the pacing this coming into this episode was off. So the pacing of this episode was off. Yeah. And it felt like you know sudden tension out of nowhere. The acting in this episode, excellent. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very emotional performances from everyone. The desperation from Dean, the you know father figure who is in pain seeing his um, his kid in pain from Bobby. Sam had some acting yeah. in this. The shift into his cold cruelty. Yeah. How do you? That think, was interesting. How do you think Bobby would react to uh, someone coming out, like his kid coming out? Oh, how do I think Bobby, would the, he, the character would he Bobby, be, would, would he react? be the kind of dad to be like, I still love you? I think Bobby is or a, like, I don't know what that is, but I still love you. I, I Bobby, everything I know about Bobby is a, the, yeah, like, like, you know, you're, you're my kid. I don't really care or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, like, it's sort of you like a be black, blue, brown, pink. I don't care. I still love you. <laughs> Again, that's not what Bobby sounds like. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I think he's more of a, uh, you know, let people live their lives type yeah. of guy. Yeah. He's also, I mean, he, you know, visually and, you know, in the way he speaks, he's very, you know, this very blue collar guy. But as we've seen is well educated, self-educated, but yeah. well educated. Mm-hmm. And in general is a much, you know, more accepting and mm-hmm. supportive father figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like to think he'd be supportive. Yeah. yeah. And is probably a let people live their lives type of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than like a, a an out and proud type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He wouldn't be like waving waving the no, but he'd rainbow prob- flag. No, but but like he'd probably bring a shotgun to a pride parade <laughs> 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 to to fight to fight people. But like. Yeah. You know, I like I don't know. That's like all speculation, none of which gets brought up in the show. So I mean, like again, like just very good. Like there were some very good performances. I think mm-hmm. specifically like that. Like, it's another example of Jensen being able to act to nothing, yes. like he did in in episode twenty when he was acting to John's grave. Yep, and giving his little like get some speech. <laughs> um, very you know acting to Sam's body, not getting anything back from Jared, mm-hmm. and. That, like, what am I supposed to do? 
was very powerful. Mm-hmm. And and then like in the scenes where he's you know distraught and by himself and not saying anything, that silent acting too. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent. And again, a, the uh, acting from our big big villain mm-hmm. of the of the first two seasons, our yellow eyed demon. Round of applause for him. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> uh, well, how what do, can you do? How do we? Uh, uh, I guess another question. How do we feel? So they're like, because of the, how, you know, the pacing was so weird now. So coming into the end of the season, a different tone yeah. from the end of the first season, which yeah. ended with the car crash. Yeah. That was a big, like, they ended with, they didn't win. Yeah. No. Yeah. This was kind of like tied up in a bow in a, in a little bit more way. It was much more tied up. Although it's still like, but we got stuff to do, like the, the gate is open, and there's still demons to hunt and stuff. Yeah, yeah but that, we killed the big bad demon. Yeah, the the ending on this, like it ended, ends with like some more triumphant orchestration. Yeah, it's like we killed the thing that we wanted to kill in season one. Yeah, so we we had a triumph there, and they closed. They were able to close the gate, but it but it released a whole bunch of demons. Yeah. So it gives them something to do yeah. in season three. Right. So we know that there's going to be plenty of fil- like plenty of things to do in filler episodes in season three, which is delivered in maybe a little bit of a heavy-handed way. Yeah. 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 And uh, it sets up... They're, they're setting up the main plot for season three. That they're going to be killing a bunch of demons? Or? That's going to be like the background. Like like what's happening is now they got to clean up all the demon nonsense. The main plot of season, like, the the sort of overhanging threat of season three is going to be this looming... Oh, Dean. Dean, Dean has one year. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah got, what are they gonna do with Dean? So we've got this sort of mixed success. The orchestration at the end is, you know, triumphant. They, they won the day. Plenty of demons now to, you know, keep them busy, but we've got this looming threat that Dean has one year. They have a time limit. Just yeah. use the Ocarina of Time. They don't have that. <laughs> go back in time. We're not to the time travel episodes yet. Play, play the song Time. We'll go back in time. We will do plenty of time travel later. <laughs> so, uh, so coming in, we're you know coming into season three with this looming threat that Dean has made a deal. He has one year, but the, but how's the, he gonna get out of it? But Sam promised you, he was gonna do it. Because if you kill a demon. Does that revoke the deal? Not necessarily. Hmm. It's magically binding. Yeah. You can, like, the way, like, Dean did before, like, the last time he met this crossroad demon, like, catch it and extort it, maybe. Yeah. Oh, man, but that would really mess up the... Yeah, the problem is, Dean doesn't want to go back on this deal. If he goes back on this deal, Sam dies. Yeah. So how is he going to get out of it? Kill oh, no. her? Kill her? We don't no, know. No, no. I can't tell you. Yeah. I can't tell you. No spoilers. <laughs> so is that all you want to have a bigger demon? <laughs> you have a bigger demon, and then you get a bigger demon, and then you get a bigger demon. And then you become a demon. No. And then you get three of your demon friends to do... And then you get three more of their demon friends, oh, and then like soon you're. Oh, now we've got a pyramid scheme on our of hands. Demons. Yes, yes. Yeah. End of season two. So join us next time for our season two wrap up and bracket. Yeah. We should have posted the the season two bracket. So if you want to check our socials, we're you know three idiots pod on most places on the internet. We. We'll be posting the uh, the the bracket so you can follow along at home. So join us next time for our season two wrap up. We'll we'll talk about all the episodes and pick the best episode of season two. Until then, I have been a host, Margaret. I've been host Patricia, and I've been another host, Bridget. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Special.
thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song Bruff Music as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3 Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3idgetspod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>